The following information is intended for educational purposes only. It is not medical advice. The views expressed do not reflect those of this broadcaster. Should you choose to implement this information, please do so only with the assistance of a licensed medical professional. Neither the presenter nor this broadcaster assume any responsibility for any adverse effects or consequences that may result. Food can affect women's health in ways you've never thought of, like menstrual cramps or even menopause. And food is just as important for men's health, including sensitive issues like erectile dysfunction. Hormones are at the center of your food choices, according to a brand new book called Your Body in Balance by Dr. Neil Barnard, a New York Times bestselling author and founder of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. And he's about to give you a health awakening. Welcome to The Health Awakening. I'm your host, Scott Laird. Whether you realize it or not, your food choices are changing your hormones, making you feel great or terrible, vigorous or lethargic, pain-free or miserable. The good news is that since you can choose your food, you can control your hormones. It is surprisingly easy, and our guest today is going to show you how to do it. Dr. Neil Barnard is a nutrition researcher, author, adjunct associate professor of medicine at the George Washington University School of Medicine, and the president of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, which has 12,000 physician members. Dr. Barnard, welcome back to The Health Awakening. Thank you, Scott. Great to be with you again. You have a brand new book, very excited about it. Uh, I was honored that you gave me a manuscript version, not even printed yet. Uh, it's called Your Body in Balance, The New Science of Food, Hormones, and Health. Uh, tell us, what's new here? It's, so many people are aware that foods can affect our weight or our cholesterol or maybe our blood pressure, but how many women knew that menstrual cramps could be adjusted based on the foods that they eat and how their hormones can change? Um, or endometriosis or, or polycystic ovary can, uh, disease, um, infertility. So many couples are struggling to have a child um, spending enormous amounts of money, never realizing that food is a huge actor here. Or how many men? are going to the doctor to get Viagra, not realizing that erectile dysfunction, as you mentioned in the introduction, is linked to food choices. So, so, so many things are new. I, I thought it's time to take this out of the research laboratory and give it to people so that when they're in their kitchen or at a restaurant, they can choose foods that get their bodies back into balance. Now, what spurred this? I mean, did you begin to realize that, wait a minute, a lot of these things are, are due to hormones and folks don't know this. Yeah, um, I was sitting at my desk one day and the phone rang and it was a young woman who had a business trip the next day, but she, she couldn't get out of bed because her menstrual cramps were just disabling and she wanted painkillers. And so I said, I could give you a couple days of painkillers, but I, I suddenly realized that we have known uh, from cancer patients, uh, breast cancer patients in particular, you want to reduce the amount of estrogen in their blood so the cancer doesn't progress. But most people have no idea how to do that. And so we knew from, from research done years ago that breast cancer patients who greatly increase the fiber of their diet, that means vegetables and fruits and whole grains and beans, that allows their body to excrete a little bit more of their estrogen, gets it out of the body, makes them feel better. Cutting the fat helps too. So high fiber, low fat helps. So anyway, so this poor young woman, um, I said, let me give you some painkillers, but for the next month, let's see if we can prevent the cramps from happening again. And I suggested a completely 100% plant-based diet. I'm talking about a vegan diet, keeping oils very low. What does that do? It puts the fiber way up and the fat way down. And the next month she said, this is miraculous. She called me up and had no pain whatsoever. 
And so we then studied it at the Georgetown University's Department of OBGYN in a large group of women and found that it works. And I, I have to tell you, Scott, in the course of this study, one of the women um, who thought she was infertile got pregnant in the course of the study. Um, and so we started to realize that our hormones are out of balance in so many ways that if we choose foods correctly, we can get them back into balance and tackle a broad range of conditions. And so these were just these were just two different conditions, but there's many more. You know, it's very interesting. You know, we used to think that, well, I used to think that it was just a food that you were generally unhealthy, that the body would not allow you to have a baby because you're, you're just not a healthy uh, place for a baby to grow, but it's, it seems to all back up to hormones. It's very interesting. Oh yes, um, and, and by the way, not just for women, but for men as well. Um, and to give you just one of many examples, cows make estrogens. The estrogens get into the milk and they're concentrated in the cheese. And most cows, in fact, all cows, on dairy farms are artificially inseminated every year, meaning, meaning they're impregnated. They're pregnant during much of their milking time. So they're cranking out extra estrogens. And then the man consumes his cheese pizza and grilled cheese sandwiches and macaroni and cheese, probably 35, 40 pounds of cheese every year. He's getting dosed with estrogens, female sex hormones, and researchers have found that that's associated with a low sperm count. Now, how many guys would think that a macaroni and cheese could render them infertile? Well, one single serving is not, but it builds up over time. And, and the hypothesis that we have is that uh, particularly high fat dairy products in men are linked to poor sperm counts, uh, worse sperm morphology and motility. That means the, the, under the microscope, you can see they're not shaped right, they're not moving right. And we think it's the traces of the estrogens in them. Interesting. So men don't have pizza and milkshakes during football season because you won't be able to have children with your wife. <laughs> um, and, 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 it's, and it's worse for women. Um, researchers have looked at women previously diagnosed with breast cancer. Those consuming the most cheese and butter, then high fat dairy products, they had a 49% higher risk of dying of their breast cancer. Um, so we think that the hormones in cheese and dairy products are play an active role. So that's in addition to the effect of fat and fiber on the hormones that, that are in your body naturally. Interesting, let's get into uh, something about, you mentioned in the introduction, uh, menstrual cramps. How do women deal with menstrual cramps with diet? Okay, um, every month the uterine lining called the endometrial layer thickens up every month. It thickens up more if you have too much estrogen in your bloodstream. And if it thickens up too much, then at the end of the month, the, the cramps become really painful. Um, the science of it is that endometrial layer makes what are called prostaglandins that cause the cramps. So if I have a high fiber diet, that's good. Lots of vegetables and fruits and beans because that fiber helps your body to eliminate excess estrogens. That's why the plant-based diet I mentioned for that young woman was helpful. Um, what's bad is fatty, a really fatty diet. Um, and here I'm gonna indict not just the cheese and the meat, but even things like greasy French fries and lots of fried foods, that's gonna go in the, in the wrong direction. Interesting, well, we are talking about how food affects your hormones and even the possibility of becoming pregnant. We'll be back with more from The Health Awakening with Dr. Neil Barnard, stay with us. And welcome back to The Health Awakening. Before the break, we were talking with our guest, Dr. Neil Barnard about erectile dysfunction, menstrual cramps, even a difficulty getting pregnant, all due to what we eat. And uh, Dr. Barnard, you mentioned in your new book uh, that fat cells are what you call little hormone factories. Uh, what role does fat play in our hormone balance? A very, very important one. People think of their fat cells 
uh, whether it's the fat cells on our stomach or on your backside, wherever you've got a little extra body fat, people think of those fat cells as being sort of just inert bags of calories that are just stored there. They're not. They're active factories. Um, if you could put a, a, pull off a fat cell, some, say, from your abdominal fat and analyze it in a laboratory, it makes estrogens. It makes female sex hormones. For a man, your fat cells take your testosterone, your male hormone, and the fat cell converts it into estrogens. So your male hormones are turning into female hormones. So what this means is you go to the beach and it's August and there's some kind of chunky guys there who are taking their shirts off and they might have a little bit of breast development, which they thought, well, that's just a little bit of fat I accumulated. It's not. As they've accumulated body fat from eating burgers and pizza and you name it, each of those fat cells they've accumulated is making active estrogens that stimulates their body to have breast enhancement. So that's actual breast tissue on a guy. Um, once in a while you hear a guy say, um, I heard about man boobs. That's the word they use. And they, they heard it came from soy products. It's not from soy. Ask any man who's had that a uh, little bit of breast enhancement, how much tofu he's eaten this past week. Um, that's not it. It's from gaining weight, and then the, the weight gain causes the fat cells to make estrogens. Where this is really worrisome is for a woman, because women, particularly after menopause, pay a price for, for extra weight. After menopause, the more body fat a woman has, the higher her risk of developing breast cancer. And so part of the reason is the fat cells make the estrogens that drive the breast cancer. So it's a good idea to trim away unwanted fat. So are those extra estrogens in men specifically, uh, it, it, does that make them more susceptible to certain types of cancer as well? Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. When you look at body accumulation of body fat, um, we would have thought, well, it's breast cancer in women and that's it. But the fact of the matter is that elevated, uh, elevated body mass index, too much body weight, basically too much accumulated fat is linked to a whole range of cancers, but not just that. It's, it's linked to a higher risk of heart disease and also to a much higher risk of diabetes and probably to Alzheimer's disease as well. So these are all, re these are all good reasons for throwing out the cheese pizza, uh, making your next meal the vegan special. It's gonna be the, the, uh, the most slimming food that you can, as well as not having any of the, the cheese estrogens as part of it. You mentioned something uh, interesting earlier that I want, to, I want you to explain better than I can, and that is the role of soy. Because it used to be that people thought that soy was the problem because it had uh, estrogenic isoflavones. But those things are not like animal estrogen, are they? Yeah, exactly. Um, back in the 1930s, researchers discovered that soy products have what are called isoflavones, and they're in other foods too. And they seem to attach to the estrogen receptor. So people thought, oh my goodness sakes, that will cause men to be effeminate or cause women to get cancer. But research, research turned out to show the opposite, that the men consuming the most soy actually were healthier and women consuming the most soy, I'm talking about soy milk or, or tofu, uh, tempeh, those kinds of foods, they had about a 30% less, they had about 30% less risk of getting breast cancer than other women. And if they had breast cancer before, uh, the more soy they ate, the less likelihood they had of dying of their cancer. So soy was protective. So the way to think about soy is that you have two different kinds of estrogen receptors, and some of them you can think of as stepping on the gas for cancer. Others are stepping on the brake. And to make it kind of simple, soy steps on the brake when it comes to risky things like cancer. So they basically take the place of where estrogen would be in these receptors and sort of shield the receptor from other estrogens coming in? Is that the idea? Um, 
Um, sometimes people think of it that way, but it may actually be a completely different receptor. We have alpha receptors, we've got beta receptors, the soy appears to attach to the beta receptor. Um, and, and it may have other functions as well. And fr fr frankly, the best thing about, say, soybeans is if you get soy bacon or soy sausage, it, it's so much better than the meat sausage or meat bacon. It, you avoid the risks of those things. Plus, it does seem to have an anti-cancer effect in its own. So we're talking about uh, endocrine-related cancers like breast cancer, ovarian cancers, things we've already uh, mentioned in women, and also the prostate and testicular cancers in men. Uh, can switching to the right foods reverse these effects after it's already been diagnosed? Um, yes, um, to a degree. There was a, a really important study done by Dean Ornish, who um, years ago became first famous for reversing heart disease. But he then brought in a large group of men with prostate cancer and put them on a very low fat, completely plant-based diet. So you're gonna think, okay, high fiber, low fat, that's good. Uh, no animal products, no cheese. And the men who, they all had prostate cancer coming into the study, those people who follow this diet found that their prostate cancer seemed to be slowing down. Whereas the men who didn't follow the diet, their cancer continued on its course. So we need more research on this, but the evidence is strongly suggestive that a completely plant-based diet, and by that I mean a low fat vegan diet, no animal products at all, um, is the best diet for reducing the likelihood of developing cancer, but also surviving it if you've been diagnosed. All right, well, we're talking about hormone-related cancers and food and all of the, where this leads. We'll be back with more from The Health Awakening with Dr. Neil Barnard. Stay with us. And welcome back to The Health Awakening. Before the break, we were talking with our guest, Dr. Neil Barnard, about hormones and cancers. And uh, Dr. Neil Barnard, uh, we've all heard that omega-3 fatty acids are important to keep a person healthy. Is this true? And if so, where should we be getting those omega-3s? Um, great question. Your body does need some omega-3 fatty acids. Um, there are two that are essential. This will not be on the test, but their names are alpha-linolenic acid and linoleic acid. The reason I mention them is that those are the only two essential ones and they're in plants. So some people imagine to get omega-3s, I've either got to go to the, the health food store and buy a bottle of pills, or I've got to go and get some fatty fish um, or something like that. Um, the, the fact of the matter is green leafy vegetables they don't have a lot of fat in them, but what they have is proportionally pretty high in the omega-3s. So um, my favorite source is actually the botanical sources, the, the plant sources. You get the traces that your body needs. The good thing about that is you don't get all the excess. If you get uh, fatty fish, you get cholesterol, you get mercury, you get, frankly, a lot of unhealthy fats along with it. And, and fish eaters, people who make fish a big part of their diet, often have weight gain, and they have a lot of trouble losing weight. So they're gonna do better with this approach. Okay. Uh, when women are going through a menopause, uh, is there anything they can do nutritionally or do they just have to power through nature's processes and just let it happen? Okay, for any woman who's fanning herself now thinking, I've got these hot flashes, will they ever end? Um, my deepest sympathies, I know it's, it can be kind of a miserable thing. It can keep you up at, at night and along with it come all kinds of other goofy things. Things will change, they, they certainly will. But in the meanwhile, a couple of things have seemed to help. One is that when people follow a plant-based diet and they lose weight, getting rid of extra weight does seem to help uh, substantially. Number two, there is an advantage to soy products here as well. We don't know exactly why they work and it doesn't work for everybody. But the research studies do seem to suggest that when women uh, consume a fair amount of soy products, their hot flashes diminish. They, they will probably not go away, but they'll become more manageable until they stop on their own by nature. Now, when I say this, 
Um, this may be more than just, say, the occasional serving of tofu or the occasional glass of soy milk. The studies that showed that it worked used these um, soy powders that you'll see at the health food store, where they really kind of powered it up and had a dose of it every day, and they found that their hot flashes would just go. So you can see there are a lot of other supplements you'll see, like black cohosh um, and some others. I'm not really convinced that those are effective, though. Okay, let's talk about uh, the men's side of thing. Uh, when men age, testosterone levels uh, go down naturally, but is the commercialized low T epidemic really an epidemic? I think it was a disease in search of a, a, a reality. A lot of guys will find that they have a little bit less energy or something as time goes on. And when you nail it down, what that's often related to is they're not sleeping very much or, or they're gaining weight or they've got aches and pains. And if they turn on the TV, there'll be a commercial saying, no, 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 you've got a disease called low T. So the doctor prescribes testosterone. And what we generally see is sort of a lot of nothing happens. The men's energy doesn't really come back and, and so forth. Now, doctors can test uh, testosterone levels, and they certainly can provide treatment of this type if they wish. Um, but we have not found by and large that it, that it does much of anything. Uh, one of the chapters in your new book is called uh, Curing Erectile Dysfunction and Saving Your Life. Uh, what's the premise here? Well, a guy goes to the doctor and he says he's having a problem. And so the doctor writes him a prescription for Viagra. The patient winks at the doctor and walks out the door. That's the biggest mistake the doctor could have made. Here's what the doctor ought to do at that point. Throw down his pen, run out the door, grab that patient before he leaves and sit him back down and give him the following statement. He's got to say, the, erect, the, the erectile dysfunction will be treated by, by Viagra. But the fact that you have erectile dysfunction is a, is a sign that you have narrowed arteries and they're narrowed by atherosclerosis. And if the arteries to your private parts are narrowed, this is from eating bacon and cheese and high fat, high cholesterol foods, narrowing the arteries. If it's happening there, it's happening in your heart. It's happening in your the arteries to your brain. So you're at high risk of a heart attack or a stroke. So the, the doctor then says to the patient, I want you to follow a low-fat vegan diet. And by the way, that makes Vi Viagra work better. Um, if a person take it, yes, believe it or not. Um, if you take it with a plant-based meal, a very low-fat meal, it works better than a greasy, fatty meal. But if you follow this diet, a completely plant-based diet, arteries open up again. And one of the most common side effects that we see in our research studies is erectile dysfunction cure, being cured on its own. And that's simply uh, the effect of a plant-based diet, reopening those arteries and reestablishing blood flow to where it was lost. Now, what about uh, thyroid health? A lot of folks are having problems with their thyroid. What or why do problems uh, happen here and what can we do about it? Yep, the thyroid is right here at the base of your neck and it gives energy to the body. Um, so through thyroid hormone. The biggest reason for lack of thyroid hormone is a lack of iodine. So iodized salt, but my favorite one, go to the nearest sushi bar and have a cucumber roll. Don't have the fish sushi, but have the veggie sushi. Cucumber roll, sweet potato roll, um, asparagus roll, whatever. The nori that they wrapped it around in is a kind of sushi, as a seaweed that's very high in natural iodine. Um, so you need a little bit of iodine. The second thing is that you need a healthy diet. If you're having a diet that's loaded with dairy products and meat, it appears that that sets up what we call an autoimmune reaction that slows down the thyroid. So what we see is that when people go on the plant-based diet that I've been cheerleading for here for all of these reasons, some, in some cases, hypothyroidism will remit. And we've even seen cases of hyperthyroidism, that's overactive thyroid, remitting too. Now, see your doctor, be guided by your doctor's advice, 
But at the same time, it's good to be on a healthy diet to see if we can conquer some of these hormone issues uh, by getting the body in balance naturally. All right, some good advice here for thyroid health and for hormone health with Dr. Neil Barnard. We'll be back with more from The Health Awakening. Stay with us. Hey, I'm Scott Laird, host of The Health Awakening Show. Listen, if you're hearing this podcast right now and thinking, I like what these guys are talking about, I want to get that. Well, come over to my website, LairdWellness.com, because at LairdWellness.com, you can get all the best health products from The Health Awakening Show in one place. That's the whole point of my website. These products are the best you'll find anywhere. In fact, I use them myself. At LairdWellness.com, you can also watch The Health Awakening Show, read my blog, watch how-to videos, and lots more. So, if you hear something you like on today's podcast, you can get it right now at LairdWellness.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 10%. And welcome back to The Health Awakening. Our guest today has been Dr. Neil Barnard, author of the new book, Your Body in Balance, The New Science of Food, Hormones, and Health. And uh, Dr. Barnard, where can folks find this book, which has just been released? Well, thank you for asking. Um, it's on all the online places like Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Target and, and any other. Um, however, if you have a bookstore in your neighborhood, one of those surviving places, um, please go in and I'm sure they'd appreciate your business too. But I do have one more request if I may. And that is, I hope people will get this for themselves and they enjoy it, but more important, share it with somebody else. If you know a couple that's struggling to have a baby because infertility is, is a big issue for them, or if you know some, a teenage girl who's crippled every month with, uh, with, with cramps that are really hurting her, um, or, or men who are concerned about their weight or other things, please share this around. Um, the more we share this new information, I'm hoping that in a generation from now, people will take the idea that you can get your hormones into balance just uh, in the same way as now we know that we can get our cholesterol down by and not having bacon and sausage and things like that. So let's get back in balance. We can be healthy again. All right. Thank you very much, Dr. Neil Barnard, for joining us today. And thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time for another Health Awakening. Thank you for joining us today on The Health Awakening. You can catch the replay of this episode and see our complete show archive at healthawakening.tv. For more information about our guests today and all they have to offer, please visit their website on the bottom of your screen. And please remember, the information you saw today is intended for educational purposes only. It is not medical advice, nor do the views expressed reflect those of this broadcaster. Should you choose to implement this information, please do so only with the assistance of a licensed medical professional. Neither the presenter nor this broadcaster assume any responsibility for any adverse effects or consequences that may result. 